and welcome back, everybody. This is the Grinding Gear Podcast. I'm Garrett. Kyle is finally out this week. It finally happened. Out becoming a two-times dad and uh, jo- rejoining us, uh, though the first time I'm on the show with him, is John Jagger. You, you heard from him yeah. a couple weeks ago. That's me. I'm back already. Welcome uh, back, dude. I mentioned this to you. I said, uh, you know, eggnog is great in the season. You don't want eggnog all the time. But it has a season, and this is the season of eggnog, and I'm here again. You're eggnog? I'm eggnog. I, I'm I mean, okay. I... I'm I'm a fine holiday beverage when the, the grocery store changes what's on the shelves. Here I am. Enjoy it. <laughs> I'm going to be gone. I'm a, I'm a big eggnog fan, so, soon. you know, it's yeah. all right. There have been times where I'm like, maybe I just make eggnog in July, and, uh, you know, sometimes it happens. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. But if you don't know... John Jagger, first of all, you should. He's a great man and makes and is a part of some really awesome content. Also, you're from the uh, you're from the school of used to make wow stuff, which uh, yeah. instantly which endears anyone to me. Uh, but you're on the core podcast, I think uh maybe the best video game podcast going right now. <gasps> it's good, man. I'm I mean, it's it's a, it's okay. It's a little long. They talk about we we talk about bodily functions perhaps too much, but You're, you know, we try. It, if I hadn't already mentioned the show name, I think you would have described just about every show, every <laughs> podcast out there. <laughs> that's pretty much true. Yeah, you know, that's true. Like you do, but uh, yeah, you should check out the core podcast. You are on there. Will be dungeons. Also, with Kyle. Uh, just wrapped up a season over there, uh, and you've got a Twitch channel, which uh, you're you're craftless rogue over on yep. Twitch, and you're a big old Final Fantasy fan. I am. Been playing through all of them. Oh yeah, That's, I was gonna see if you're gonna get specific, and I was gonna cut you off and say all of them. All you've been playing all the Final Fantasy, John. All the Final Fantasies. Oh, just just so friggin' much of it. What one are you playing right now? I'm on ten. I've I've made my way to ten finally. Oh, Kyle's favorite uh, kissing in the lake, Final Fantasy. <laughs> yep, that's that's the one, the one where he definitely remembers everything about that game. Sums it up as kissing in the lake. That, that, yeah, that was that was uh, uh, c- confirmed my bias toward uh, goth ladies. That's what that game was for me. Uh yeah, I mean definitely. It's it's funny because when I was when I first played it i was like i don't really know why people like lulu that much i think i was more of a yuna person then when i played it mm. and now that i'm older and i've experienced the world i'm like yeah i guess i see what's up with lulu <laughs> I, I get it now as, as an adult i get it <laughs> good good you've come around and uh yeah i got I don't there need to eject you from the podcast immediately I- yeah, I figured it out. I, it turns out it took a little while, but I figured out why people like Lulu and I got there. I got on board with it. Good. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, 10, uh, as I've mentioned, I get, we get asked about Final Fantasy stuff a, a lot, like a ton. And uh, I put out a call for questions for when we get to our uh, mailbag segment at the end of the show, uh, specifically for you. And we'll, we're going to have a lot more. Um, it's almost like we we stream Final Fantasy and we may have crossed over into a group of folks that, you know, also like other Final Fantasy games. But uh, I didn't grow up a Final Fantasy fan. Ten's like the only other one I've played to any respectable amount, but I, I, I didn't beat it. Which is even yeah, weirder I, that I think about the fact that I also played Ten Two and didn't beat that. But hey. 
it's kind of crazy because that's what started this whole journey for me is I played through 14 and I knew that there were a lot of references people. I'm sure you hear this too. Like, Oh, that's a, this is from this and this is from this. And like, Oh, this raid series is from all the old games. And I was like, all right, well maybe I should check them out. It was right around the time that pixel remaster package came out. And I thought, okay, well let's, let's just see, let's dive in because I would have called myself a final fantasy fan. But if you had said, okay, well, which ones have you beaten? None. And ah, okay, uh, which ones so have you alone. played? Maybe a little bit of most of them. I don't I don't know. Like, <laughs> like I had barely played any. I liked them, but like my playtime in most of them was pretty bad. And so I was like, all right, well, I should change this. And so that's what I did. Awesome. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk a lot about that, but uh, I I actually want to uh, I want to uh, wait on some of the Final Fantasy chat because we're going to have plenty of it because I've got other things I want to ask you about when we get into you know what's new in the gaming landscape this week. So let's move into it. Good, 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 good. great news, everyone. Shove it. Just going to get ahead of the pack and say there's like really no gaming news this week. It's just it's just Ragnarok and uh, 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 I'm sick and preparing for a wedding and going away. And uh, you don't have a PS5, right? Not yet. Yeah. But so the next uh, time I'm over at my parents' house, they need to watch out because Sticky Fingers is getting himself a <laughs> PS5 as he leaves. Yeah. And so, I will have that game immediately as soon as I can do that. I just need to I just need to steal from him. Yeah. This podcast is going to have a big old delayed Ragnarok chat because that's going to be the first thing I do after I finish my damn Masters here in three weeks. It's so. Close. I'm so excited for it. I'm I'm so so excited for it. I'm glad Kyle finally came around to playing it. Even though he acted like nobody told him about it, we all told him about it. Kyle uh, is it, on Twitter but doesn't know how it works. Or or <laughs> you know what? I think Felix is more of an active rejection. I think he's ahead of the curve because now I don't think anybody knows how Twitter works at all. <laughs> so <laughs> do, uh, I really think he just beat us all to that point. Do we need to do we need to shame you? Did you pay did you buy your did you buy your blue circle? Did you, oh did you no, pay your I don't dollars? have it. Okay. I don't have All a right. check mark no, by neither. my name. I'm not verified. I'm, I'm not a bit. I'm legitimately curious what happens if we just block every single person we see with a blue uh, check mark. Like, will that just defeat the algorithm already? Also, it can't I, make it any worse. Like, I use, <laughs> use TweetDeck, which already kind of gets around the algorithm. So I'm kind of the whole thing's just weird. The whole thing does. Just Nothing has happened on TweetDeck. Like, that's the secret. Is I'm just sitting there and it's fine. It's just going the way it always went. But I don't want to tell anybody that because then they're going to try and fix that, too. Yeah. Uh, anyways, you're, well, I hear, playing a ton of Marvel Snap. You've joined the masses. This, I, this is I the other to. big thing I'm noticing this week is uh, I cannot escape the Marvel Snap chatter across every corner of the Internet. No matter how much they try and destroy the Twitter algorithm, I'm still hearing all about Marvel Snap. Yep. Yep, we're all in it. We're we all snapped. Yeah, I'm gonna out myself and say uh, it feels like old news to me because I've been in the beta for so long <laughs> that I, I forgot I, that it hadn't technically come out yet. Yeah, a lot of iPhone users are like, "Did you hear about this new game?" And Android users are like, "Man, I've been I'm done with it. <laughs> I beat it. I'm good." <laughs> I beat it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Marvel Snap is the uh, a new card game from a lot of the original Hearthstone developers over uh, the uh, the new studio. They went and founded Second Dinner, which uh, back when I was on the Angry Chicken was 
kind of a big deal when all that went down. Ben Brode and a lot of original devs from uh, Team 5, which is the Hearthstone dev team over on Blizzard Entertainment, they left and they started a new studio a couple months later we found out that they got a big investment and the marvel license and we're like what the, the, are they making a marvel card game is it that simple and the answer was yes it is actually that simple they went and made a marvel card game and then they decided hey while we're at it what if we just sort of replicated hearthstone's success because it's been shocking i've been seeing celebrities talking about this game and um it just seems to be following that same trend of Hearthstone, maybe not quite at the same volume, because again, there was this sort of long launch tail that it's had, depending on you know if you were on Android or not, or even regionally, it was out in a couple regions for a while before uh, the U.S. But uh, it has just really exploded, and I I don't like mobile games, Garrett, <laughs> and I'm not particularly fond of card games, and I get real cranky about microtransactions and monetizations, and yet I am somehow still all in on this game, which maybe speaks to how well they have decided to make the monetization model for this, that it didn't immediately put me off so hard that I was like, no, I'm walking away from this, but also speaks, I think, really highly on the game's quality. Like it, It is just a fun game to play, and it doesn't take long, and uh, it's the kind of thing where you're like, eh. I got time. I got time to play a Marvel Snap game. It, it's it is really well made. Um, I, I've I've talked about it on stream a little bit. I think with Kyle very recently that it was like, like I 100 have a bias. I really like the the people that made this game. Uh, I like the games they've worked on in the past, and I've I've had uh, I've met a lot of them, and I, I just think they they're good people. So I've been like my. It's been so fun seeing all of the reviews now with the official release uh again still feels weird it's like oh, this game's been out forever but now it's officially released there's reviews and the the whole circuit's going on and i just i'm seeing just outpourings of love for this game and specifically talking about just like the fit and finish of of every aspect of it just to like how you play it how they designed it the ui the menus and uh it was something i was impressed with even with like a really early you know beta build like it just feels so it's a term that Ben Brode talked about like forever ago during a, a Hearthstone like developer lecture. He's talking about how they kept saying they want the game to feel crispy. And this was about Hearthstone <laughs> yeah. and I'm playing Marvel snap. Like it, I feel that crispiness. The crispiness is good. The crispiness is present. Uh, it just, it's <laughs> one with some, someone might also call it snappy. Yeah. Right. And like, that's the thing is, is one of those games, you know, we all sort of become, you know, some louder than others armchair developers. When we play a game, we go, I don't like this. I don't like this. When I started playing it, I was like, man, it kind of weird that I hate the snap mechanic. Like, it's the thing that they name the game after. And boy, do I not like this? I don't I don't think they should have put this in this game. I think this is a mistake. And all it took was spending a little more time with it. And I was like, oh, you know, what? this is smart. This is good. What a good choice. Turns out they know what they're doing. And I feel like I have consistently said that about this game is even the times where I've gone thinking, what are they thinking with this? I've gone, oh, okay, hold on. Wait, no, it makes sense. Um, I think the game just really, really works. I do think there is still an element. Depending on where you are, the pools of cards help. Um, But as somebody who just to kind of 
track my progress, if you know about the game, it, it's worth mentioning that when you start, you're you're in what's called pool one, which is a limited selection of cards that are going to be coming into your hand that you're unlocking, that you're using. And uh, then you move up to pool two, the range of cards gets bigger. And then pool three, the range of cards gets bigger. And pool three is a little tricky because that pool is actually much, much bigger. And the it isn't a set trickle of cards like you're unlocking packs that might have cards in it they might not um so progress into pool three is actually pretty slow that's right where i am right now and i will say it feels a little bad at this point because i'm playing against people with cards that do some wild stuff and i don't have access to any of them and it is something that can be solved with money to a degree like that's that's where it kind of gets tricky and it's where i think they are making overall smart decisions is i can't just go throw a ton of money at it and solve the problem i can move it a little quicker i would certainly be in a better spot if i threw money at the problem than i am now but even playing mostly free i think i've put about 20 30 dollars in this game which i was like that's eh, fair for a game i'm playing a lot um i think that you know, I, I'm still holding my own. I still have a deck that I really like. It still feels competitive even against these other pools. But sometimes you see somebody that shows up with a title and an avatar that's not one of the five avatars you see for the first chunk of the game. And I'm like, uh-oh, this, is, this isn't going to go well for me. And all of a sudden, a bunch of cards I've never seen before come flying at me, and I don't know what to think. But uh, barring that, it's been a good experience. Yeah, I've, I've, I, I don't have nearly as much experience uh, with the live game. Um, I, I played a, d- a good amount during beta, and uh, and so I haven't, I haven't been back to it. And I, I myself have fallen back into Hearthstone recently, which has kind of t- you know, kept me away from it. Um, but the your, you're just your what you're talking about regarding your pain point with pool three, I've seen a lot of places. Like my whole like Hearthstone list of folks I follow on Twitter. They're, it's mostly like 50-50. Maybe they're tweeting about Snap. Maybe they're tweeting about Hearthstone. Pretty easy to tell between the two. And, but, and your pull three pain point, I've heard a lot of people talking about that from the card game world. Yeah. Like, So you are not alone. Um, yeah, it's still, rough. It's it's a slow progression, and, and all of a sudden, it just gets wild. Like The game just opens up in a crazy way. Yeah, like, and I don't know. I, I give card games a little more leeway with the pay-to-win aspect. It, it, it is somewhat cynical, but it's just because like I see it's like, yeah, it's card games. They've always been like this. They're always going to be like this. There is, is going to always be some sort of level of if you want to get really deep into this, it's going to cost you some money. And my, my gut reaction to Snap is that it's probably like the least offensive of all of these uh, yeah. in terms of its approachability from a free to play perspective. Um and yeah, I, I hear myself. It 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 is a massive excuse. I'm I'm hand waving. Oh, but you're not games, wrong. But. Like the kid who wins is the kid whose mom bought him the most Yu-Gi-Oh cards or <laughs> Pokemon cards. Which like, is why I you like know. which is why I like uh, sealed and draft in Magic. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, it's it's a thing in in any sort of constructed card game. That's it's a factor, and it's always going to be a factor. So with that in mind, with like you know to be a realist about it, like I really like how they've monetized. Marvel Snap. They tried like one thing that seemed pretty greedy in the beta test, and everyone cracked back like, "We hate this. This sucks. How dare you?" They immediately knocked that shit out, and they haven't tried anything like that since. Um, so, and I'm I'm really happy to 
here that their launch appears to be going like sounds like damn near flawlessly. Yeah. I think it's, it's well-deserved on the back of a, a good game. And again, like, like you said, not every decision's always been great. They've addressed it. They've seen to have a genuine earnestness about making the best game that they can, which you cannot say about most mobile game publishers out there. It's like, Hey, we think this is shady. And they're like, well, what are you going to do? You know, like, like that's their their answer. What are you, you going to do about it? Well, we were hoping you'd do something about it. No, what are you going to do? It's the market. Please do anything, anything at all. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so you said, like, you kind of moved past them. I'm curious, like, is this new ground for you? Because you say you don't really like card games earlier. Like, is this the first card game you've really gotten into? Or I was a big Hearthstone fan. Like, prior to this, I you know, I did buy Pokemon cards, but I mostly bought them because I like Pokemon, the video game. Same. I was like, oh, I, now I, they're in card form. I played a little bit as a kid, but I mostly had Pokemon cards for the, col- col- you know, to collect them. Yeah, I, which is, that's, speaking of pain points, I sold a complete set of the first gen Pokemon cards that are, would probably be worth a lot right now. I was like, eh, they're never going to be worth more than the $300 I'll get for them right now. Turns out. Oops. I was wrong. It was the one thing. <laughs> it was the one thing that's actually going to be worth something, which I cannot say about all of the episode one toys I still have in the packaging. No, none of that. Now none of that stuff. Now we're oh, so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I, somewhere in a bag somewhere, I have uh, a Target exclusive lava Darth Vader, and I'm like, one day. Lava Vader, you're gonna you're gonna make me some money. Four hundred one k. Nope, I got Lava Vader. Yeah, Lava Vader. Just sending my kid to college. Here let's, it comes. Just sell that it. Lava Vader. Um, <laughs> so so I, I I didn't really play Pokemon cards, but I collected them. But I did get in on Hearthstone, and I I have phases with Hearthstone. Like I really like it, and then it's like okay, well I'm good. I don't really need to play anymore. Um, I did get in when they did their, uh, their dungeon sort of runs and I thought those were pretty good. And then I was just like, oh, I think I just like this more than the competitive Hearthstone. Um, and then I found other attempts to do that after the fact, less interesting and I'd fall back off of it. Uh, I did enjoy, uh, what was it? Uh, the league of legends one. I thought it was okay, but I didn't stick with it for very long either. I was like, oh, this is fun. And then just stopped playing it at a certain point, and that that was that. Uh, I I can say that at least that one didn't feel after my wallet. I didn't spend any money on Runeterra. I was like, I had a great time for a period of about a month, and I didn't spend any money at all. So you know, kudos to it for that. So I've dabbled here and there, but um, I would say Hearthstone and this are probably the most like into a card game that I've been. Do you have a gut feeling on what one you prefer? Like, do you feel like snap kind of eight Hearthstone's launch or you think they're comparable and you're just in the mood right now? I think they're comparable. Uh, I think for me where, where snap is a bigger success is snap has made playing against other people more fun. And I don't know if that's exclusively the domain of like the snap mechanic where it's like, you know, we get to, we get to be in it a little bit, you know, I can be outplayed and go, well, I'm going to retreat and you're only going to get one cube. Like it's kind of this petty F you that you can give on the way out of like, you know what? I'm walking out the door. You're not going to get a bunch of cubes off of me. You got a nice deck, very impressive, but you know what? You're not getting my cubes. And I think giving that to the player kind of feels good. 
it kind of gives you and they don't make a big deal out of retreating like oh you're a failure you retreated like they're like you retreated good job now make a card 3d like it's all very exciting <laughs> it's very it's very big and there's i think no, that's uh, smart there's no smash brothers giant all caps bold font failure <laughs> yeah you don't have that while you slow clap for the winner uh-huh. like your character's been shamed into just going you know, just real slow and sad. They make you feel good. Now, it, it can feel bad. You can be very confident that you're going to win and you can snap and lose eight cubes. And those are tragic. But, you know, I think overall they've turned losing into a thing that feels okay. They've gamified it. Yeah. And winning feels extra good, especially if they snap, because that's the problem. I always forget to snap, but my opponents don't. But then when they lose and they snapped, that feels extra good. Because like, not only did I win, but you thought you were going to win. You were so certain. You doubled down and said, I'm going to win this hand. And you didn't. And uh, that that feels really good. I, and I think their very limited chat you can do with each other is fun. Um, they know the memes. Like, nothing makes me happier than you both play the same card and you just do the Spider-Man pointing uh emoji at each other i think that feels great and for folks that are listening that may not know what snapping is like in marvel so the game's called marvel snap and in an actual game of marvel snap you can snap it is a button at the very top middle of the screen because it's a also if you haven't even looked at this damn thing what i think is rather unique about it is it's played vertically on a phone like portrait instead of landscape compared to hearthstone um but it's like it's the points that move up that move up your rank i guess would be the simplest way to Describe what you're essentially betting. Uh, yeah, you're you betting snap. your rank. You're standing on the ladder. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're from Hearthstone, it'd be like your diamond. You're like, I'm gonna bet my diamond rank that I'm gonna kick your ass in this game. Uh, but the opponent can then counter snap, and it, it, it essentially you you if you if you bet that you're gonna win, and then you do win, you get more rank points than you would have gotten if you didn't place a bet in the first place. And then there's all the permutations of that. If you bet and you lose, you lose more than you would have lost otherwise and vice versa. There's a lot of bluffing and stuff, but you could also retreat if you're certain you're going to lose and you won't lose nearly as much. So it's, it's this little extra game on top of the game you're playing on, on top of the fact that the, like, I don't think I've had a game go longer than five minutes. Like they are short, yeah, short little real games, short. real bite-sized stuff. And they can get real chaotic. Like there are locations that will play your cards for you, which is a real like it's literally a coin toss. Like they've disguised it as a mechanic. But that let me tell you, Ego, the planet does not know how to play Marvel Snap. And every time Ego shows up and starts playing my hand, I'm like, oh, this guy again. He doesn't know how to play my deck. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, But it can get really crazy, but there is some fun stuff in there and, and they've clearly they're in on it too, because I saw someone with a title that um, I think the title was I snap on ego or something like that, which basically implies that if ego takes over playing for them, they're going to snap and bet that they win, uh, which I, I like that that's leaning into the dumb, silly stuff of their game. Like they have to know what it feels like to have ego play their hand for them it doesn't feel good but you do always sit there and you go do i want to snap do i want to basically do a coin toss that i'm gonna win this and the funny thing is is the amount of times that people will snap back and be like yeah let's see how this pans out let's see how this goes 
uh, is it's fun. It just makes that game fun. And I think that that is the area for me um, that's a little bit more compelling than Hearthstone is it, it takes that competitive head-to-head game, which can have a lot of anxiety or even latter anxiety for competitive because I, I suffer from both of those. Um, I don't like really aggressive PvP. I don't like climbing ladders. I get a lot of anxiety about that and Snap has avoided it by kind of gamifying it. It's a really good breakdown. I, I'm I'm curious what's clicking for everybody when it comes to this game and that's that's cool that that's what you you lean on because it is so unique i mean the game itself is so freaking unique with the like three lane setup which i know artifact had and it's hilarious watching people refer to this like hey what if artifact was good that's marvel snap <laughs> and i'm like eh, kind of yeah. it's it's weirdly like deceptively simple i think compared to artifact but there's so many layers to it so it's yeah it's a very good card game um and I'm just kind of annoyed. It's bad timing because I'm, I'm really interested in Hearthstone right now. <laughs> like, they're adding Death Note. <laughs> or not Death Note, Death Knight. They're adding freaking Death Knight, which was like had reached meme status of me being like, if they add Monk before Death Knight, I'm never going to play this game again. And here they are. Here comes Death Knight. They're like, we made this for you, Garrett. Yeah. You've been listening. Yeah. Did you see that? Did you see the announcement? the death knight thing they did a 3d i saw i saw yeah i saw the video and i was like man they're they're really going all all out for this which honestly and i didn't see all of the stuff around the announcement but i've always i've always felt that the world of warcraft that exists in the realm of hearthstone is better than the actual world of warcraft (laughs) um it's one of the it's one of the things that has always been kind of frustrating about hearthstone is you look at like the fun and the concepts of the things they're throwing out there and the the world that they're building. And I'm like, I've always seen those trailers, especially the sing song ones, which I know Kyle doesn't like, but that's fine. Uh, like the, the, to- the properly like kind of Pixar animated looking ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've just been like, man, I want to play in that universe. And then I remember like, this is a card game based on an MMO and I could, but then my next reaction is always like, yeah, but it's not the same. <laughs> They're not going to build up Gadget Zan into a cool, like, warring gang triad town. Like, they're not going to do cool stuff. Gadget Zan was always the big one for me. That was the first time ever where I was like, Hearthstone's Azeroth is cooler than World of Warcraft's Azeroth. Because, like, they're, yeah. that, that was forever ago now. But that Gadget Zan exa- expansion, like, they think about their lore. It's weird. Like the, if you if you're not if you don't follow Hearthstone that, that closely, they do like remix lore for for World of Warcraft, and they really they really think about it. It's silly and it's non-canon, but they have a lot of fun with it, and it really comes through on the art side of things, and it influences like what all the cards for a set ends up looking like. And if you're into that kind of thing, it's I think it's really captivating. And I'm with you. There's been multiple times where I'm like, boy, I wish was this was the next WoW expansion. Sure, it would be it. nice to go party with Medivh in uh, Karazhan yeah. instead of just like, you know, being sad because demons are coming from the sky again. Yeah, or farming him for the 40th. I guess it was a shade. <laughs> what if everyone was dead this time? Oh, okay, but what if we partied with Medivh? Yeah, what if I just, just, yeah, what if we just like want the apartment hangout for Mass Effect DLC, but in but in <laughs> yes. World of Warcraft? Oh, I just want to go yes. hang out with my friends. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, but yeah, I'm I'm digging it. So in in anticipation for that, I've been playing a lot of standard, um, and it's in a pretty good place. And they also just like YOLO added all of Knights of the Frozen Throne back into the game with no warning. 
just like and and it's standard legal until the next expansion comes out so they just took the current meta and just flipped it on its head yeah yeah so which that was also like probably my favorite expansion so i'm having a i'm having a good time yeah, I remember that was uh, that was one of those times I was in when all the Death Knights showed up and the interesting powers that they brought to the table. Like I, I remember thinking that one was good. I, I was playing at that point. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of the Death Knight cards. It's mostly there's a Ping Mage that's rocking Death Knight Jaina right now, and if I see one more Rexar from a Hunter, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> Freaking infinite <laughs> value from the zombies that is still very good. Even in current standard, I to me Hearthstone will never get better than the what was the name of the card? Was it like Pie Huckster? The Undercity. It was somebody in the Undercity oh, uh, who wanted uh, you to buy a pie. I think it was just Undercity Huckster, wasn't it? Is that it? it, it there's no pie in there. Am I making up the pie? But yeah, I just remember every time you played him, he would just scream at you, "Buy one!" And that was my favorite. Yeah. It made me. Made me laugh more than a, a card game. That was, uh, I think it was Old Gods. It was Undercity yeah. Huckster. Um, but that was a rogue card. Yeah. Well, but m- this might shock you, Garrett. I played a lot of rogue decks oh. when oh. I played Hearthstone. <laughs> the dude who goes by Craftless Rogue on the internet? Plays, yeah, I know. It's shocking. Oh. But huh. uh, I did. Huh. Hmm. What a surprise. <laughs> But yeah, uh, card games are good right now. They're quite good. Well, before we move on, I want to give a shout out to our awesome patrons supporting us over on our Patreon, which you can uh, check out by going to supportourbromance.com. Thank you for the support, everybody. Uh, we got some perks for you. Like, uh, for example, you won't hear this ad. It won't be in there. Unless you think they're really funny. But, you know, we don't plan them out ahead of time. So they're only sometimes funny. This goes. one won't be funny at all. No, no we're going to no. be deadly serious. Through Dead, this one. Deadly serious. That that's how you can support us. Please do support our Well, let's um, let's get into what will be quite a bit of final fantasy talk because we both play uh, the final fantasy. I don't know why I said that like Mario, but here we go. Let's get to uh, this week's segment. <laughs> hey, of- you're going to do a better job than Chris Pratt. So congratulations. Uh, why'd you have to go it's just it's just chris pratt's voice it's just chris pratt's voice it's fine i guess anyway i want to know what's your final fantasy so let's get to it so i just kind of want to have a big final fantasy talk with you with last time you were on uh you were you were talking about what current final fantasy games you were playing uh you know with kyle you're going back through at the top of the show you said you're currently on 10 um, but also to reiterate for folks that don't know, you're our little like guiding voice on our journey. Yeah, through the Final MS Fantasy. curator, as chat has uh, dubbed me, which I love. Yeah, yeah, you help us with the Final Fantasy our playthrough of the Final Fantasy 14 MSQ. We because we don't, we mostly just you let us know if we're really gonna piss off the stream if we don't power through uh, to certain points. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of messages to Kyle where I'm like, all right, look. You better do this. If you do this, chat is going to be mad if you have to stop early. Don't make chat mad because you're just going to have to hear about it. Like, yeah, not not to tell you what you have to do, but I warn you about like, hey, it depends on how much you like messages and YouTube comments and chat. 
because uh, you're going to be getting some messages, which we saw at the beginning of the the Shadowbringers, you know, with the decision on where to go first. Yes. Because uh, I definitely said if you cut off in the middle of the, the Alizé zone, if you stop in the middle, people are going to be upset. It's going to be full on riots in the streets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, when you see us do a leveling stream, sometimes we do them because we legitimately just need a level. But other times it's because we're like, oh, we have a heart out this day. And we know if we pick up the MSQ, we're going to be in spitting distance of this moment that's going to make everyone freak out. Uh, so if we have a heart out, maybe we should just have a, a chill vibe stream where we just you know level yeah. run dungeons, hang out with chat kind of a thing. Like in case you're ever curious how we plan our streams, that's that's usually usually how it goes. And you can uh, you can thank John for that. But yeah, yeah. and I usually give uh, I usually when I talk to Kyle, I usually give him a lot of options like where you guys have stopped now. I think I gave him four options. I was like, all right, if you stop here, it's gonna be a little cliffhanger. If you stop here, it's going to be a decent stopping point about halfway through the zone. Uh, if you stop here, you're going to have another cliffhanger. If you go further than that, you're on a gauntlet because Chad is going to want you to keep going and you will probably want to keep going too. So I tend to give them, you know, like information without telling them what's coming and say, hey, plan your streams accordingly. Not quite the level of mastermind of like, an hour two, make sure you've reached this point. It's just, you know, no. knowing about the pitfalls and yeah. what to expect. Yeah, you'll like send us like a quest name and you're like, yeah, probably make it to here. It's a good stopping point. Yeah. Like, that's kind of it. And everyone's always like, sometimes quest names are spoilers and they're always like very, some folks are very spoiler sensitive. I'm like, I don't know. I've legitimately looked at every single quest name and not a single one has spoiled me. John, did you know that some of the quest names are named after the expansion you're playing? I was going to say spoilers. The last quest in the expansion is always the same name. (laughs) Imagine. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't personally worry too much about it. There's only so much we can do. We're we're doing our best. Try not to uh, tick everybody off, but yeah, I don't mean to alarm you Garrett, but Endwalker's last quest is called Endwalker. Oh my God. Oh my god! I cannot believe you spoiled that for me. <laughs> I just, you know, you I'm throwing it out there. You monster! I'm throwing it out there. We're gonna ban you from our chat now. Yeah. Uh, you also carried our butts through coils. If folks go back and watch your coils video, you'll see a, a little bit of your Reaper at the time running around. You're a yeah, dancer, though, yeah. dude. You're a dancer, a man. I am. I like. I like dancer. Although, man, every now and then I'm like, oh, I gotta learn Reaper again. Because I forgot it. Because I, I played through all of Endwalker's Reaper and was like, yeah, we did it. So and I like then, about Dancer uh, is it's it's not so uncomplex that it's boring, but it's not so com- complex that I can't just swap to it after weeks of playing nothing but Dark Knight and st- I can still be effective. Oh, Dancer is so fun. It's so, like, the thing is, is like, it feels interesting because it's not a set rotation like so many of the other jobs are where it's like, okay, well, you press this, this, this cycle through your rotation. There's elements of it, but just seeing buttons light up and go, I'm press this button this time. Now I'm press this button. Oh, good. This went off. I'm gonna press this button instead. Like it's just for whatever reason that makes me have more fun when I'm playing the class. Also, it's very mobile and I'm, I'm very big on classes that can move around because very frequently I find myself in the situation. I don't know if you've ever been in this position, Garrett, where you're standing in a spot for a mechanic and you go, well, surely this is where I need to be. And everyone is somewhere else. And you have to make that decision of are all of them wrong or is me over here by myself wrong? And sometimes I don't make the logical choice 
that I go, no, it's the children that are wrong. And then I blow up. But sometimes I go, oh, I should probably be over there with everybody else. And Dancer helps uh, solve that. So what you're telling me is we shouldn't expect to see you on Black Mage anytime soon. No, (laughs) no, I don't. I don't think I'm going to be a good Black Mage when I finally decide (laughs) to level Black Mage. Although I really enjoyed the quest line for Black Mage uh, when it's can't remember what they are. Thaumaturge. Is that what it is? They started as a thaumaturge. Yeah. Yeah, that quest line I love the little the little Lollafells that just want to blow things. They're up fantastic. Black mages, they're great. Yeah, I'm about halfway through the start of Thaumaturge right now, and uh, I love those those little little cult potatoes. They're, they're great. <laughs> they look like cultists. They're they really got the good. best robes. Uh, they're they're fantastic. Yeah, that's that's a solid that's a solid job quest for sure. Um, yeah, man, I um I wanted to geek out about dancer because. We were uh, we were trying to find the fastest <laughs> the fastest way to get me all of the various roles for the in in Shadowbringers. If you don't know, folks, you need, there's like four role quests you can go on, so you need one of each four role that you can be in the in the Final Fantasy XIV MMO. Um, and I needed a physical DPS, yep. physical range, physical ranged. Yep. Um, and uh, Dancer was the fastest way to do that, so I grabbed it out of ease of access because it starts much higher level than a lot of the other jobs i love it it's 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 gotta be the single biggest surprise about final fantasy 14 for me because like as someone who was already very standoffish about this game from the get-go where i was like ah it's just the anime mmo that's why people like it and like i don't have anything against anime but it's not like i'm not gonna start playing a game because of it and then you tell me like but you can be a dancer i'm like (laughs) Nope. <laughs> that nope. was my reaction too. I was like, what did I, Hey, what did I unlock by getting to this level? It's like, you can go be a dancer. I was like, Nope, not going to do that. Thank you game. No, thank you. Exactly. Um, I'm just like, I can't think of anything that is less appealing to me. Uh, I'm all right. But then I actually played it and like dancer friggin' rules. It's fun. It's, it, it's really fun. The fantasy, Standing on the outside, you're like, well, there is no fantasy here. I don't want to dance my opponents to death. But then you get into it, and they play that cool song from Final Fantasy IX, and you're like, okay, what's okay, what's going on? And then they start throwing razor circles at, uh, at enemies and moving around, and you're like, okay, hold on. And then you get the combination, and I, I think it is a class that like kind of thrives on its rotation feeling good. Because when it clicks and a lot of people will go, oh, dancer's easy and they're not wrong. But like when you first pick that up and you get your abilities, you're like, the hell is this? Like, I don't know what this is. I'm I hit this button. I start moving and all my abilities turned into something else. Uh, I don't know what to do. Like it was a confusing start for me, um, but I stuck with it. And the the end result is. I think just one of the most fun classes to play. And I, I can't even exactly say why. I, I think it's, <laughs> it's like talking about snap. Like it feels crispy. It feels satisfying. Um, there's, there's something about the way I, I know they're called chakrams, but I think of it as a glaive class. Cause I come from Warcraft. So I'm thinking of like the wardens with their big circle blade weapons and, like it's the most satisfying version of that. If you've ever thought that circular bladed weapons are cool, the way that they accomplish 
how you would fight with it in the Final Fantasy XIV fiction where you chuck them like bladed boomerangs that arc in these really pretty ways. But it, it also just feels really impactful. Like it feels like you ever played a shooter where the shooting feels like you're not sure you actually hit anything. Like the registry of the hit is not satisfying. And then you go yeah. play something like Halo or Counter-Strike and you're like, this is the most satisfying bullet hit I've ever experienced in a video game. It, it, it's that's what's going on here with the way the dancer attacks land. I just, I feel so satisfied watching these things arc out in front of me and then crisscross at the apex and, and hit the target. It just looks great. And like you said, since you have basically full range of movement, you only need to get close for like your big combo. Um, it's, it's also just, it is just purely fun. Like you're not, yeah. you don't feel hamstrung, uh, there's not a lot of feel bad moments like, like you, I'm super interested. I really want a black mage, but I've, I've done a lot of research into it and it feels like there's a lot of feel bad moments where you, you have to sack your DPS to not die because <laughs> you got to walk yeah. out of your damage circle. And I've yet to experience it. Like a, the closest thing to a feels bad moment is like, Oh, I started my dance and the, the boss went underground, but whatever. I'll have another dance in a few, in a few cycles. So it will be fine. I think the real trick to black mage is you just need to, because in theory, right, you're not running any sort of add-on that would tell you otherwise. Just always assume that as the black mage, you're doing the most damage. It's probably not true, but, you know, just think like, yeah, I had to move 90% of the fight and I only fired one spell, but it was a hell of a spell. Yeah. And uh, just assume you're the best and therefore you'll be fine. I, I That's how I played my samurai when I first played through samurai. I was like, I'm probably top DPS because, uh, you know, this is a mainly DPS class. So I'm I'm sure I'm doing quite well. Um, and then I learned that I was not playing the class correctly. <laughs> but oh, man, you know when, what? Nobody said anything. So man, when Kyle fine. when Kyle started getting good at Samurai, it became so apparent because we we're going through the game for the first time. And so every time we reach a new boss, it's our first time reaching, like hitting that boss. We don't know what we're doing. And I could tell when Kyle started getting good at Samurai, because when we would reach a new boss and he was not on the boss as much as he should have, the second he did get back on the boss, you just watch that health bar just start to melt. And you're like, holy, yeah. holy crap. Kyle has made some serious improvements on his rotation as Samurai. But it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Dancer, I can't recommend it enough. Biggest surprise for me. In, in Final Fantasy IV, it's the last job I thought I would play. I'm really excited that that you got into it because um, again, it, it is my secret favorite. Uh, it's not really a secret. I run around as a dancer all the time now, but no, I literally. I am also I, excited. When I think of you. I think of dancer. <laughs> yeah, because I'm always walking around. I got my uh, I got my Palace of the Dead glowing red rings on my hip. You know, I think that's the coolest looking weapon for him. You know, make it a lightsaber. Really, is what it's about, and uh, I, or light ring. Light Chakram. I think chat's going to get mad if I don't acknowledge that it's got the right name. I said um, I know it's a Chakram. I just, I'm not going to with that. A, <laughs> I called them Razor Rings yeah. and all of these. There's something like, nearly I, I, I formed in there. I cannot, um, there's some things I cannot remove from my Warcraft adult brain. It's, it's a glaive. It's a glaive for forever and always for me. But uh, I am really excited to see what happens when you guys get into Reaper because I know that is one. Kyle's definitely going to try and he's, he's been saving it for Endwalker, And I think he said you were going to get into it with him. It's my number one, uh, most hyped job. That's the, that's the first job I knew I would play, but I still haven't picked it up. Reaper feels like 
a mix between what I enjoyed the first time playing Samurai, which was kind of this up close melee, you know, solid damage combat um, and dancer with which was like a really fun rotation with some good mobility options in there mixed in with an actual aesthetic that you're into. It's not like, and you danced it to death. It's like, no, you're a reaper. You've got this spirit coming out of you and doing attacks with you and stuff like that. And it's, it's genuinely very cool. I really like it, but what I've learned, unfortunately, is that you can forget the rotation, at least at my age, you can forget the rotation. And so I keep (laughs) having to relearn Reaper uh, because I keep going back to dancer. Cause again, I just, I I do love that class, um, that job. And so going back to Reaper, I was like, yeah, I got this. I don't remember how to play this at all. So Reaper Um, not approved for elder millennials. Yes. Okay. Yep. We just, it's just, we, we know it one day and then it's well, gone the next. That's unfortunate because I am in that camp. <laughs> well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll deploy the Kyle Ferguson patented add on of post its. Just leave yeah. a little, a little Reaper post it stuck on my monitor and remind myself. I'm telling you, Kyle's ahead of the curve on some things. He's the first person I ever saw do a UI, um, like bar setup just to tell him where his positionals were. And I was like, that's brilliant because I forgot it all the time as a samurai because they're, they're not, there's like two abilities that are positionals. So it's very easy to go. I don't need to know this. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Is it like a left, right? Yeah. There's one that's more powerful from behind and there's one that's more powerful from the flank. And he's the first person I saw Isn't behind and that, flank the same thing. Uh, no flank is the side oh gotcha yeah he's the first person i ever saw that that did that that set up like a little ui like just with hotkeys and buttons that was like no use this ability here use these abilities here i just forgot it and was like well i guess i'm just gonna be a bad samurai that was my solution was just be bad at the game kyle was like no i got an easy way so uh, good on him like he continues to be ahead of the curve on twitter on yeah, UI and uh, when we're all buying post-it notes in five years, we're going to be like, man, he really knew what was up with these post-it <laughs> notes. Well, good to know. Um, but I, I was, uh, have you been keeping an eye on the, 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 the interest meta of MMOs? I was curious how you're feeling about final fantasy 14 right now. Cause it seems like, uh, the, the popularity hype has shifted back over to uh, world of Warcraft, at least for a moment. Yeah, and I mean, I think that that's normal. I think I think what Final Fantasy has probably taught a lot of WoW players um, is that, hey, there's other games out there, and it is okay to try them. And then, shockingly enough, if you want, you can even go back and try WoW again, should it so interest you. Um, I'm, I can't say that I'm particularly excited about uh, the new WoW expansion. It's It's one of those, my interest level in it is... If I'm bored, I've never hated leveling up in WoW. Like the the I, there's not an expansion. No matter how much I hated the overall expansion, even you know like Shadowlands, Cataclysm, what I consider the bottom of the barrel, uh, I think their leveling experiences are actually pretty good. And I had a good time getting from whatever the previous cap was to the new cap. I've always liked it. And so if I'm bored and I got nothing else going on. That might be a fun thing to do for a period of time. I'm not opposed to it. 
check it out and see what's going on over there. I'm not racing to pre-order it and needing to be in, um, but I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think there's plenty of reasons and evidence to be excited that, you know, this time might be a little bit different for WoW. And I, I think that that's good. And I think that that curiosity is definitely going to be there. I know for me as a, as a former WoW player, like, you tell me you redid talent trees and you've at least got me wanting to log in. I don't know if I want to spend $15 to log in to look at talent trees, but you know, you've at yeah. least got me that far where I'm like, you know, I should get in and see what those talent trees. I, I thought like. I might, I might stream a little while Kyle's away and like actually get, get my feet wet in retail again. So I logged in last, uh, a couple nights ago and, uh, the new UI is fantastic. That's the first yeah, thing. Yeah. I was really excited about that too. But the funny like, thing is, is it, um, like mods, like, and I don't mean this as a dig, but it's like, Oh, you did the final fantasy 14 thing. Like I yeah. now have full control over where every single piece of my world of Warcraft UI goes. And that reminds me immediately of, of, of FF 14. Cause yeah, I, someone complimented my UI this week before in 14. It was like, damn, Pierre, that's a clean UI. And I'm like, Ooh, I didn't, I didn't know I could receive a compliment for that, but thank you. <laughs> um, Man, I need to go back and look because, uh, and I mentioned this when I was on the on the show with Kyle, and I, sadly, I need to out myself as still having not solved the issue. So I haven't played a lot of fourteen recently, and it's because I lost my. Uh, I had to do a, re- a reboot on my computer, a restore, and I did not save my UI settings. I saved my system settings for Final Fantasy, but I didn't back up my character settings. So I have to do all my hotkeys and hotbars and UI again. And I have been so lazy that I have just I've just done golden saucer when I log in. Like that's <laughs> it. I just log in and I do jumping puzzles and triple triad and anything I don't need my hotbars for because I'm just trying to pretend that the hot bars will magically fix themselves at some point. I so I think it's time to go shopping for good UIs. I, uh, last month I finally did the, did the work and found out how to back up everything. Cause that little like load button on your login screen, that doesn't yeah. do what people thinks it does. It, it is, it no. barely saves anything. Like it is questionably useful. Um, you need to actually go into your files and, and save uh, specific files, and they are not clearly labeled. It's like a random string of numbers and letters. Um, but I finally went and did that because I wanted to move my, my UI setup over to my laptop for when I traveled last month. And so I finally did that, and you know what I did? I took that whole file and just dumped it on my Dropbox. I'm like, <laughs> you're going to live there, and I'm going to forget <laughs> about you, and the next time I have a complete meltdown, you're going to be there. You're going to be there waiting uh, for me. You'll be so happy. Like... Just think of how happy future you is going to be because of the decisions current you is making. Not like me. <laughs> sure, hope I named it like Final <laughs> Fantasy sad. or something, so at least I can search my Dropbox and find it. Because yeah. I'm thinking about it right now, and I don't know where I put it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I'm kind of um, I'm kind of hopeful for this this pendulum swing back in the the, the like if if you play if you like are follow the YouTube meta at all in terms of MMO interests. Like it's like, Oh, people are more interested in Dragonflight right now. Uh, which, you know, this time last year it was the grand exodus from world of Warcraft to final fantasy 14. It felt like this was the end for world of Warcraft. And anyway, I'm feeling pretty hopeful about it right now. Cause I'm kind of looking at the landscape going, you know, I'm looking at a lot of the really popular creators out there. And a lot of them were just doing both. They're putting out final fantasy videos they're putting out world of Warcraft videos. Uh, and they're, they're just, 
playing what they feel like playing. And as, as someone who still like can't believe anyone still wants to like utter the term console wars, <laughs> like that makes me happy. Like who cares? Like you're you, the game. I don't, I don't, I have zero interest in playing the quote unquote best game. I don't need my game to win whatever my game happens to be. I want, yeah. I want competition. And I want these games pushing each other and learning from each other. And it's, it's sure as shit seems like that's really what's happening right now. And I think that's cool. Yeah. And, and that's what we're seeing with wow. We're seeing them actually listen, actually go, Oh, maybe we don't have all the answers, which is what I feel like so many people during the big exodus kind of learned was like, Oh, Hey, you know what? Wow. Didn't have all the answers. Other people were doing certain aspects a lot better. And I was doing a wow podcast constantly going like, why doesn't wow do this? Why doesn't wow do this? Why didn't wow do this? And I went out and was like, oh, there are games out there that are literally doing what I said I wish wow would do. And the only reason I didn't experience it was because of some weird like tribalism of I I know this is my game. This is the game I play. I, I just want it here. And I do think that it's it's that case of everybody's getting uplifted by people going out and trying other things and people might you know temporarily step away from final fantasy and i can see that being scary for people that play the game but when you look at them most of them are leaving just because yeah you know what i'll be back like it's a very positive feeling it's like yeah that was a super great adventure we went on things are a little slow right now we'll check back in in a little while and it's not people walking away going, man, Final Fantasy 14 really ruined it, really ruined it forever. I mean, you're, you're going to have some people that feel that way, but like. Yeah, yeah there's always going to be folks that want more or have critiques or whatever. And, and it's not necessarily a bad thing either. Like, you know, you know, I think some good changes in games come from community critiques. But yeah, for the most part, I, I really do look at Final Fantasy 14 as a game that respects my time. And it, yeah. it, it feels like when I am a current player, you know, with everyone else looking forward to the next expansion coming, it's like, I think I'm going to have clear personal endpoints for me. And that's exciting because I had it in wrath, which is the most I ever enjoyed world of Warcraft. I was like, once I beat Arthas, once I beat Arthas, I'm taking a break. And I did good. And I felt great at the end. I was like, Oh boy, I beat an MMO. Like I've never felt like that since maybe the end of like the Sith warrior quest line in the old Republic. Cause that is just a mass effect ass RPG game. And they, they have endings of chapters and stories and stuff. But um, like I, I don't know quite what it'll be, if it'll be like, in, but I could see myself picking any sort of endpoint. Like maybe it's just finishing the MSQ and I'll feel like I'm ready for a break or it, a lot more likely for me is going to be, I'm going to you know, beat all the raids. Once I beat all the raids, I think it might be time to like take a little break or something. Like, I don't know. It's so far out. Anyone who watches our videos is probably laughing right now. Like the speed you go through the MSQ. Okay, buddy, talk to me when you get there. But uh, it, like I think about it and I'm just like, it's a really, to me, that's a really healthy place to be mentally with these live service games that essentially never end. Yeah. Uh, and it's something I really like about final fantasy 14. And I think it's just kind of made me a happier gamer. <laughs> like that is such a yeah. cheesy sentence to leave my mouth. No, but. it's true. It's a hundred percent true. And I think the more of us that adopt that mentality, the more it sends the message to the people making the games that that's how we want to play. I think one of WoW's biggest pitfalls, if you look at the reasons why that game had such a rough patch with some of its last expansions, is because they they seemed to just want to give you 
stuff to do. Like here's something to log in. And, but it wasn't fun. It was just like, well, we got to give you something to do, you know? So here's this. It's like, well, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. I like just, yeah, I'm less just let less. people leave in a good, with good feelings, you know, like here's a big grindy system that it's going to take you months and months and months and months to get through. And it's like, well, why do that? Well, we don't want people to speed through it. Why not? Like they'll feel good. They might leave your game for a little bit, but they'll leave your game feeling good about, about it instead of leaving your game feeling frustrated and angry. And when you put out more content, they'll come back and that's how it works. And that's how it should work. And I think the more games that want to live long shelf lives and, and continue continuously put out content, understand that that's going to be the way players work is that like, yeah, we'll come in, we'll check it out. We'll go. Um, and that's that's going to be the normal ebb and flow. I think we all benefit from that because instead of giving us chores to do, they're going to be giving us fun experiences for little windows of time. And I look forward to that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's been an interesting journey to go on. Um, I've been really enjoying the entire damn process. Uh, but I, I had one very pointed question. I want to ask you as someone who's currently playing through all of the final fantasies. Yeah. What, Final Fantasy should I play? What do you think? Because I get asked this question all the time. They're like, Garrett, are you going to play another Final Fantasy and what one? And, and I ask you, what, what, what would you recommend? I'll tell you right now, um, the, the top of my mountain, as far as what I've played so far, uh, is Final Fantasy VI. VI? Um, okay. It, it's now... Personally, I'll, I'll tell you this because I know I know you have a lot going on, and you said you don't have time to get into them, and that that makes sense. School I, school I, ends in three I weeks. Understand. I'm going to be a complete. I'm going to be emerging from a chrysalis where I can go back to being a degenerate game player. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> but the the pixel remasters that came out on on Steam and phones, if you want to go that route. Um, no judgment, except for how I sounded when I said it. I, I recently uh, picked up Tactics on the phone, and uh, while I find the game really charming and I do want to play it, I don't want to play it on that phone. Those, no. those phone controls are bad. Nope, I hate it. I hate it. But, you know, hey, you all out there, you do you. Um, the pixel remasters of those games are phenomenal. And the, a couple things that are really good about them, just to kind of continue to try to sell people on this, it has updated graphics without looking like a completely different game. Like they do with a lot of like updated ports where all the art has changed. You look at the pixel remasters and you go, Oh yeah, that's what that game looked like. Well, then you go find an NES screenshot and you go, Oh no, they've really done a lot of work here. This looks great. But in your head, it looks so true to what was there. You're like, yeah, I'm playing an old game. This is what it used to look like. This is great. Um, and it kind of tricks your mind into looking the way you thought it looked, uh, which is which is really, really amazing and impressive that they can do it. And I, I hope more games that want to do re-releases of their old games go this route because it's it's really an interesting thing that's happening artistically where they can trick your brain into thinking, yeah, this is how this game always looked. And th that's not true at all. But the other thing that's in there for people... Uh, I think like us who are used to a little bit more faster pace when we play games is they do have a auto battle feature, which is just a press of a button and your party will do whatever the last command you told them to do was. 
So you can go through a single round and tell your fighter to, you know, hit your rogue to hit your black mage to cast fire, your healer to heal, hit auto battle. And every round you'll just hit something. The black mage will cast a spell until he's out of mana and then he'll hit. And the healer will heal whoever is at the lowest amount of health automatically. And it goes at two times speed. So you just fly through it. And it actually makes that turn-based combat really fast. And if you ever feel the need to grind, like it makes grinding you know, through stuff really, really quick. And it made those games play at a pace where I didn't feel like, oh, I just sunk so many hours into this RPG. Like It actually moved and felt more like a modern game experience. That's awesome. That's that's good to know. I, I do. I love old pixel art too. So the fact that they haven't completely gotten away from that uh, makes me happy to hear. Yeah, I think you'll dig. I think you'll dig the art of it because uh, it is that pixel art um, turned up and, you know, a lot of cool effects like you'll be going over the water of the oceans and it's reflecting the sunlight. And, you know, they put a little modern touches on there where it's, you know, you know, in your heart. That that wasn't in the NES version of the game, but you're like, yeah, it looks good. It looks really nice. Um, so I actually would recommend the entire Pixel Collection. Um, Final Fantasy One is a, is bare bones, but it's solid. You know, it's your Super Mario in Mario Kart. Like, there's nothing incredible about it. There's nothing awful about it. Is the perfect way to start that series. Uh, Final Fantasy Two is easily the worst one, but it's interesting because. <laughs> It feels almost like a Bethesda game years and years before Bethesda games. Like you level up by using abilities. So if you are equipping shields and literally one of the things you can do in that game is give a character two shields to punch with and they will get more defense and more hit points from it and they'll get better with shields. It had these really weird concepts that it does a a really bad job of executing on, but you look at games like Skyrim and they're doing the exact same things. The exact same principles are in those games. Um, Final Fantasy three is one of my all time favorites. Uh, It's never really come out properly in the, in its original form in the United States. Um, And that one will probably feel special after you guys finish Shadowbringers because Shadowbringers has a lot of connections to Final Fantasy three musically, thematically, um, all throughout it. So uh, that one's another high recommendation for, uh, I would say has a lot of connections to Endwalker, and would be a cool experience after that. Um, with all that in mind though, six so far has been my favorite. It feels the perfect balance of old with new. Also, it tells a really good story. It's the first time playing through all the Final Fantasies that I went, oh, this story's going for something more than kind of just generic fantasy flair. That's rad. I was hoping you would recommend a turn-based one. A friend gifted me 12, and I think it's really cool, but I'm not in the mood for like single-player MMO controls right now. Yeah. Um, which is how I would best describe that one. I thought it was very weird when I first got in, and I was like, oh, okay, it's just MMOs. And I'm like... Kind of must sound a little more retro. Like yeah. if I'm gonna if I'm gonna explore an old Final Fantasy. So yeah, but um twelve definitely the story wise, twelve definitely piqued my interest. So I'll definitely get to it at some point. But I think I want I think I want an old school RPG feeling right now. So I cool. think you might dig I think you might dig six. It gets to yeah. some weird kind of like open world aspects to it where it's just like 
it's got a big cast of characters not a it's, it's like an un- ensemble cast like if you say who's the main character of final fantasy 6 a lot of people probably tell you tara because it's the first character you control but like honestly the cast is really big and a lot of them kind of have their own big epic stories to tell on this adventure and uh it's it's really really good you know and as much as people uh, like say seven is overhyped seven's really solid as well uh that remake is really good if you ever want to step away from the turn base and and play something actiony uh the remake's really good as is the pc port of it so uh, there's a lot of cool stuff out there, especially you know when you're done with school and you get to you get to dive back into the realm of just playing games. Uh, I think there's a lot of cool stuff. I appreciate the uh, the deep dive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm now I'm just getting grumpy because I'm I've been googling in the background. And it looks like six is not on Switch for some dumb reason. The fact that the Pixel remasters are not on Switch is a is a crime. That just seems like free money. Yep. And <laughs> you like Square Enix is so frustrating. They're out there they're like we don't know why we're underperforming. And yet you talk about the Pixel remasters to anyone and the first thing they check is is it on Switch? I it's- haven't been using my Switch. This would be perfect. <laughs> I'm not going to go buy a Steam Deck to play these. It was the first thing I put on my Steam Deck because I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this mobile one way or another. They're like, it's on phones, but it doesn't play good on phones. I have a backbone for my phone and it doesn't work with the backbone. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, dude, uh, backbone's cool until they make it like just a normalized case that goes on the phone and then the backbone attaches to it. So I can still have a case when I take it out of the backbone and charge my phone like a normal damn human being. I'm uninterested. I'm, I, I understand that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's, it's a cool device. It's a good, legitimately good controller. But, oh, just, yeah. Wireless charger drives me insane. Want my phone in the case at all times. Thank you. Um, but rant neither here nor there. You want to uh, crack open the mailbag before we? Yeah, we let's home? do it. All right, let's get to it. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. You can send your emails to feedback at startgrindinggear.com or if you're supporting us on Patreon or the YouTube membership, uh, we've got a dedicated channel for you on our on our Discord. It's called Ask the Hosts. And I've divided today's questions, sent in specifically for you, John, into oh, wow. non-Final Fantasy questions, which is what we'll start with because we just had a long Final Fantasy discussion, and Final Fantasy questions because we got quite a few Final Fantasy questions. But uh, starting off, Abavan just wants to talk to both of us, ask, uh, hey, what was the most unexpected cost of becoming a content creator. I'm like, <laughs> it's like time? you, yeah, you know, it's going to, <laughs> but at the same time, like it, it genuinely shocks you. I, I mean, like that's the hardest part is I, I, you know, I try to stream every single day and I haven't streamed once this week because time, man, like, you know, somebody, has a a school event and you got to be there for it. And then life throws a a curveball at you and you gotta, you gotta be there to deal with that. And then, you know, everybody's got to go do something for, for a trip. You got to be there for that. And all of a sudden you've, you've canceled everything you're working on or on the other side, if you really double down and you go, no, I'm a content creator, I have content to create. 
then you're missing all those moments with the family. And there, there's so many times where I wish that I could be in two places at the same time. And, uh, you know, it, it's not a financial cost to me that, uh, trying to do this sort of work has hit the hardest it's time with the family or not enough time doing what i want to do with it because on the other side of that damn that's a good answer uh it's probably the correct answer but yeah beyond that like things that actually cost money on it's like i don't know pick your wear and tear item of choice probably hard drives like, yeah they die constantly and you need yeah. immediately, like I, you don't have time to shop around. You're going to brick and mortar store around the corner, whatever it costs for a new hard drive. That's what you're paying. Like, but yeah, I don't know. Freaking new gaming PC every four years. That, that hurts. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. That hurts. Oh man. I'm still, I, I told myself after I got my last new computer, I was like, I'm going to set a little money aside every paycheck and I'm going to be ready next time. That fund has no money in it. Yeah, yeah. There's, you're never there's ready. zero dollars. You're never We're ready. We're years into this PC already. So It's like your buddy is always like, you should lease your car. If you just put money away every month, get ready for the next one. It won't cost so much. He's like, I'm not doing No, that sounds horrible. No one does yeah. that. No yeah. one does it, that. It only works in theory. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nuts. That time is a good damn and it's why i try very hard to do as much during traditional business hours as possible obviously we have a thursday night stream that's a massive uh departure from that but that's it's once a week it's once a yeah. week it's, it's a reason i quit a lot of other podcasts this year it's like well, i'm not working at night anymore i'm done i can't do it i can't do it anymore i want to be i'm going to be husband i want to be present i want to go to family events I'm, I'm done with this i'm done with working nights so it's uh it's that's yeah, that's, that's probably the toughest part. Hell of a question, Abavan. My God, you're giving me like PTSD yeah. thinking about this. Starting heavy. Starting heavy. Wild Runner asked, I'm interested in knowing what was John's favorite, most cringe, and most heartwarming moments of streaming. Um uh, of of your guys' stream? Because I do watch. Of the um, oh maybe but... it said of the stream. I thought because I know you stream, so I was like, maybe this is about John's stream. Maybe it's our stream. I, I guess last, your last episode That's you what I've talk, been thinking about. You did talk quite a bit uh on the last episode you were on about watching us. Yeah. So, like, okay, sure. If you want to spin it that way. What was the most cringy right. thing Kyle and I have done? Uh the most cringy thing, I don't think it was actually cringy in the way that like, you know it gets used on the internet. I was dead set as MS curator against you guys doing Eureka. I think every time Kyle mentioned that you guys were thinking about doing it, I was like, it's a bad idea. I said, you know who wants to watch you guys do Eureka? Nobody. That's who wants to watch you guys do Eureka. And he, and Kyle was always very nice. He's like, thank you for your feedback. And then he'd go on the show and he'd be like, so we're doing a Eureka stream. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, don't do it. Nobody wants to see it. Um, I was wrong. Uh, people did want to see it. They did want to participate in it. I was I was wrong. It, but, it was one of our lower viewed streams in your defense. Okay, so I was a little bit wrong, but you know what? I also watched it. So, you know, we, <laughs> what does that say? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was like... It, you know, I don't think that's cringy, but that was probably the most like adamant I was about like as the MS curator. I said, you know, mostly I let him 
drive the boat themselves. I don't try to steer it. That's probably the closest I've ever been to like, let me take the wheel. Don't. It's just, no. Don't do a Eureka. No. <laughs> don't, do don't do Eureka. Oh, um, we got a, you but, got a, you got a uh, favorite moment? Favorite moment? I mean, I've really liked watching you guys get into Shadowbringers because it, it is a case of so much stuff paying off. Mm. Um, and there's so much stuff that's hitting, you know, the the way you kind of hope it will, right? Like, you know, because everybody's watching to, to get, I don't want to say validation, but it is an element of like, yeah, they're going to experience a thing I like. You know, that's all React content really is. And, uh, you know, it's been exciting to see those things hit because sometimes, you know, sometimes they don't. Sometimes you all go to a fairy zone and you're like, this zone's whimsical and fun. And you guys are like, this sucks. I'm like, but I thought it was whimsical and fun. (laughs) Um, In my defense, I I liked the fey part. And then it continued on with more kind of fetch questy stuff. And I was like, I I thought we just finished that. (laughs) Oh, man, get ready. I've told Kyle, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys call every Shadowbringers zone the new Ruby C every time you get through it. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of warnings about the zone we just started, and I am loving it so far. So I I, I don't think, think you can tell. I don't think you can tell. There's there's too many things going on in each other's mind. And Kyle and I are two of the weirdest de- like bastards on the planet. We have <laughs> such specific tastes. Like Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, if I was going to put money on it and I think chat will back me up, no spoilers in the chat, the next zone, that's the red sea. In my opinion, a shadow bringers like hands down full stop. The next one is the one for me. That's where I, that's where I put it. Like the things that they're asking you to do in the next zone at the start, every zone is like this. And this is why I said, I wouldn't be surprised if every zone you guys go to, um, gets called the Ruby C because Shadowbringers gets very billed by the community as like nonstop, get ready, hang on to the edge of your seat because we're going full speed. But what they really mean is that like they're not going to introduce you to a new city twice in a row uh, and just keep constantly <laughs> pumping those brakes. Really, what Shadowbringers actually is, is like. ARR boiled down to a zone where it's like, it's a slow build, but then it really leads to something good. And that's what every single zone is. And it's really just a matter of how interested are you in the thing that it led up to, you know, how interested are you in hanging out with the Fae and doing quests for um, dog people and stuff like that before things get really crazy. You uh, are all drinking the same Kool-Aid. Those things are capybaras. They do dog puns. Yes, but they look like capybara melt monsters. That's true. You're not wrong. But they also like say fetch and bark and stuff like that. It's it's a it's just it's like you're all hooked up to some like meme hive mind. It's <laughs> no, they're not dogs. Um, they're just not. So yeah, but they all follow that pattern. Okay. But I think the next zone is probably the most where it's like, hey, are you interested in a slow build about this? And you go, no, I'm not interested in this at all. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, in other words, really look forward to the next zone, Garrett. You've got a lot to look forward okay, to. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, Please tell me it sucks. Cause like, if you really tell me it sucks, I'm like, Oh, how bad is it going to be? And then I'll just think it's better. Like really it, lower my expectations. Okay. Hey, go in low, <laughs> go in low. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, fire a shot at nameless folks, uh, who leave comments. 
I think what they mean by it just goes nonstop in Shadowbringers is that they skipped quests that they won't allow us to skip. Like they just, they mm. probably don't read a lot. They probably just skip, 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 get to the good stuff. But God, oh, oh, if you're out there thinking, I think it's time for me to stream Final Fantasy 14, just know, just know if you try to skip anything, someone will find the address to your home and physically accost you. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's not allowed. It is not allowed. See, that's the thing is I didn't play on stream. I did it in private. And now I'm a big, you know, I, uh, oh, MS curator. But I told my story on the show last time I was on. I bought a skip. I skipped the end of ARR um, the first time through. Now, I get somewhat forgiven by the community because I've played through the MSQ twice, which a lot of people are like, all right, all right. He made up for it, I guess. But uh yeah, I bought a skip. I paid Square Enix money to not have to do some quests. So, <laughs> you know. No, it's I just like to tease sometimes. And That's you know what? Right. The value was not very good because once I got to see how much I skipped, it was not a lot. I paid a I paid a decent chunk of money to skip not a lot of content. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I haven't even looked into how they work. I've got a buddy who skipped and he's just, he's so confused and I'm just like, I, I can't help you. Like, what did you expect? <laughs> like but oh that's another good point i saw chat mention that um you know i should have paid strong attention to your stream because uh even though i was in by the time i did the ivalice raids i thought those quests for the ivalice raids were so boring i don't know what the story is because uh, i <laughs> i did not read it i just clicked We've, through the dialogue i was like no thank you i, I think don't want to go fetch your wine for your theater ship i'm good you not to, not to turn this into like a a, a whole segment about things in final fantasy 14 we didn't particularly love but we do we have gotten asked a few times hey why didn't you do a a, a follow-up video on ivalice and there's a reason yeah. there's a reason we didn't make another video about ivalice is because those raids are really good like visually yeah. amazing the fights are very cool yeah. but i just the storyline I, I, I was like no, yeah okay. it's i like the beginning I like the beginning and I even like there was a fake out quest where you have to like go get wine and, and shit, which is like the biggest stall I've ever seen in a video game, but I actually like it. It's, there's a lot of heart and it's like legitimately funny. Um, yeah. I think funnier than the Manderville stuff that everyone like, mm. go, like I think overhypes a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. That. Manderville gets a little yeah. overhyped. Um, but, uh, the past the first wing, I was, I, the story, the narrative of Ivalice completely fell off a cliff for me. I was just like, eh, all right, I guess. Like, I just, I, I, it missed characters that I found compelling for me. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, what I'm trying to avoid is saying, like, it's, it's objectively bad. That's not what I'm doing. Like, but the characters just didn't grab me at all. So it, yeah. it just kind of all fell a little flat for me as a result. But, and, when we dive deep on stuff, we always talk about the narrative and, and Kyle and I kind of look at each other like, do you want to talk about the narrative? No, well, neither do I. And we just decided not to do a video. <laughs> so it's like the fights were good and you can already have that experience. You can go watch us do the fights. Like, yes. Yeah. So yeah, may may revisit it someday. If I, if I ever play 12, if I ever play final fantasy 12, I'll probably, uh, I'll probably start brainstorming. Uh, a, a 12 slash Final Fantasy 14 Evilise video, but but right now Evilise on its own. Like I'm really glad I did it because those are some freaking good raids. But but narratively wise, eh, I could take or leave it. It's fine. And you guys did great during them. People thought you were it was going to be a wipe fest. 
That's that's the fun part about. Eating oh, we got carried. Dead. Yeah, you can't yeah. put that on us. That's on our community. We 100% got carried. I went and looked up boss mechanics afterwards and I was like, well, I didn't do any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Those raids are, are wild for mechanics. I was, when I played through, I was, I was the guy that was like, I want to be prepared. I want to know what to do. So I watched the boss fight videos. And the first time I ever had toxicity in final fantasy 14 was the final boss of uh, the evil East raids. Um, Because not enough people did the mechanic where they caught the little angels coming down or whatever they are, the winged things coming yeah. down and landing on people. And someone just decided to get so mad. And they're like, if you're going to show up to the raid, you can at least watch the video. And I was like, I did watch the video, but the video was like two hours long and full of mechanics. And this is at the very end. I didn't remember all the mechanics. <laughs> um, but uh, that's the only time I've really had uh, a toxic player experience in Final Fantasy 14. And to be fair, uh, the rest of the people in the raid were like, hey, chill out. I think Stop. the second time I ever tanked, I had a, a ninja chain pulling. And I was just like, oh, could you stop, yeah. please, you nightmare person? Like, it, it was absolute flashbacks to World of Warcraft. Yeah, uh, I'm going to run ahead and I'm going to decide how much stuff you fight all at once. Yeah, and I've had that maybe two other times, but now I'm very used to tanking. So I'm like, whatever, I was going to chain pull anyway. Let's go. You, I guess you just feel like running ahead of me for some reason. Um, and sometimes you ever do that shit when Kyle's healing. Kyle will just let you die. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the fun part. That's yeah. that's where the power is. I'm just a DPS, so I just. I just get to watch and hope that somebody learns the lesson the hard way. Yeah. I also did have someone get mad at me. Uh, speaking of like early final fantasy 14, like noob uh, lessons that you need to learn. Um, I did not know that limit break was shared with the entire party. Uh. And so I was in dungeons, just hitting that limit break whenever it became available, whether it was on trash, whether it was on a boss, just gonna, just gonna hit it whenever it's available. And finally someone was like, really? I was like, I was told pretty early on that it was shared. And so I still, I have only ever limit broke once I've done it once. And I died during the animation of it. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the boss line attack happened while I was, channeling my limit break so yeah i have i've done it once because uh, i was started tanking and that's when people were like oh limit break is shared and you usually don't do it as tank and i was like all right i literally it's not on my bar it's still not on my bar as a tank. i've removed it do not have it on my bar so that's funny yeah yeah now anytime i i, I try i try and always cap off any kind of critique about things in final fantasy 14 with with the fact that it's like you know how much of this game is like stellar? Like so yeah. much of this game is so good. They're like, of course, everything's not going to land. Not everything's going to be up to the level. It's like, so I, I don't, I don't know. So some people, you know, get a little bummed when we don't love everything. And I feel bad because it's been such a, a fun journey that when something doesn't hit for me, I like, I almost feel like I'm letting people down when I'm like, eh, it was fine. But also it's just like, like, I, I was, I had a, I was going off about, a track in Shadowbringers not being particularly good a music track. And I'm like, you know how much good music is in this game? Like, like 95% of the music. And there's so much unique music in this game. I, it is instantly hummable. It's instantly in my brain. I leave the room humming it. I think it's totally general, fine. If there's a few that don't, don't aren't up to that standard. 
a good idea for the Final Fantasy community, especially if you're going to watch other people play through, is, is ask yourself this. Are you watching to see somebody have your experience or are you watching somebody to see their experience? Because Fair. if you're watching to see them have your experience, that's, that's not good. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a good ideal thing. If you're watching to see them have their experience, then you need to understand that it will be different from what you had and the thing that you might think was very very important might not land for other people and i think it's interesting to see why you know to get that perspective on well why was this very important to me versus why did this not matter so much for you um and i'm getting think a, lot that's, <laughs> a lot of both yeah. answers well, we can chat. have both john why didn't why didn't you think of that we can have both well if you watch our stream you have two chances for one of us to have your experience so. yeah that's actually the smart thing about your uh your format nobody else does two people so that's uh double the emotion or you know maybe one person didn't like maybe the other person did it is so rare that we both dislike the same thing it's pretty common that we like the same thing but it's yeah. it's rare that we both are like, oh, that didn't hit. Evilise was one of those moments, and that's why there wasn't a video about it. Because you're just like, yeah, I don't feel like putting out a video and avoiding the the narrative part because I don't feel like critiquing it. But anyway, long story short, that's where we find ourselves. Uh, Suna asks, uh, John, what's your favorite grinding gear emote? I mean, obviously, anything with a dog <laughs> like is gonna win. <laughs> We have one. So Zelda, Zelda, the Zelda, yeah, emote Zelda, is your, is Zelda your easily, emote. easily wins. All right. Wonderful. Like, Good. To know. I will let her know. I will let her know in the form of a belly rub that she won. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, much as I like my friends, uh, if, if their pet is an alternative for an emote, that's going to win. <laughs> it's just the way it works. <laughs> Dogs are better than your friends. Good to know. All right. Now, uh, I didn't realize that the last one was kind of a Final Fantasy question, but now let's get into the Final Fantasy questions. Called Third wants to know, both of you, what not limited class do you want to see most in Final Fantasy 14 7.0? What does not limited mean? Uh, I think that's like um, Blue Mage is a limited class uh, or job, so you can only use it. It has certain restrictions on it. Pretty yes. sure that's what that means. I made the mistake of on stream this week saying people were like, why don't you want to play blue mage? And I was like, cause it's kind of a fake class. Like I wasn't really thinking I, Oh boy, chat. Let me have it. I think that's what, I think that's what the limited is. I think, <laughs> I think they wanted you to say limited instead of the word fake. Probably it's real class. It's my, it's my <laughs> life. Um, I want rune Knight. Uh, I don't know. I haven't thought about what it would be in the context of the game, but I, I, know through my playthroughs of final fantasy where i've been like man i sure like red mages and there it is man i sure like dragoons and there it is um the only job that i've had playing through this game where i've been like man i sure love that job um and it's not in the game is uh rune knight i feel like they should dual wield swords and i think there should be some cool magic element to it um uh, and garrett because i know you probably haven't played a final fantasy with rune knight in it basically what it is uh, typically a dual wielder and they uh, it's kind of like a, ma a black mage mixed with uh, a melee attacker so you cast spells onto your blades and then you hit things with magic infused blades okay um, and that can be as simple as like oh this is now a fiery sword but it can also be like my sword now slows or my sword now poisons and stuff like that so um 
yeah, it's Rune Knight or Mystic Knight could be uh, could be in there. It's kind of kind of called that in a, a couple different places. So that's my answer. Okay. Yeah, my issue with this question is I don't have a deep enough knowledge of what isn't already in Final Fantasy fourteen. That's um, fair. What, what so, do you start with uh, in tactics like a, a squire? I haven't seen a squire yet. <laughs> yeah, pick a pick a class just in general, just a general uh, archetype, and we'll we'll figure out what it would be. You know, we were talking on stream this week how I just want a necromancer in every game I play. There you go. I think I think a necromancer would be fine. If you say it's that, not, it's though, now not just a title. If you say that though, everyone will start quoting uh, that time Yoshi P said necromancer wouldn't work for the warrior of light lore. Hmm. Well, that's, but they could do it though. Yes, they could. You I just, agree. You just do it. <laughs> you just figure it out. That, Write the lore to the make sense. That's the secret to it. You just do it. Raise them as like, like uh, as soul ghosts instead of like desecrated corpses or something. Like find a way to make it work. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. It's, it's just, they're too cool. Figure out they're a, a They're a fossil mancer. They, uh, <laughs> they summon the fossils out of the earth. They're just rocks, but they're in the shape of bones. <laughs> And we bleach the rocks so they're white. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I always want to, I haven't bought a necromancer in World of Warcraft forever and still don't have it. But boy, howdy, do I have dragons I'm not all that interested in coming. <laughs> Weird dragons. What the heck? What even been is an evoker? It Every looks like the most I... made up crap I've ever seen. <laughs> I think, I, for, the, for the record, I think Dragonflight looks pretty cool. Evokers look so, so lame to me. Yeah, the uh, the are you talking about the class or are you talking about the dragon model? Yes. Or both? Yes. Just all of them. Yes. Okay. My answer is yes. Every can I tell you this is true. This is gonna sound like I'm just trying to dunk on World of Warcraft. I'm not. Remember, I said it looked interesting earlier. So yeah, the lamest looking um, dragon people I've ever seen. Sorry. But every time I see a Drakthir, I'm I'm dead serious. I think I'm looking at a second life screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> It's fair. It's fair. They're not monstrous enough. They're too humanoid. It's like, it's like all you had to work with was a human model. It's like you took the sliders from like a game like Skyrim and tried to make a dragon from a human model. Yeah. And it, it it's like if my friend told me, Hey, I, I modded dragons into world of Warcraft and this is what they put in. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay. I see it. You did a good job. Good job. I guess good I'm job, not going to download mod. your mod, but you know, I'm glad that you're learning how to use video game. Yeah. But then I modding. see the art, uh, like the, the animatics they're doing right now. I, I love the way the drag theory looking that and they're not that far off, but the heads look a little more monstrous. And I think it makes the rest of the body look for, look better for me. And the wings look cooler. The wings are so like soft and round in game. Yeah. And we look at the art of the drag theory, they're like really segmented and uh, like pointy and geometric and they look more like, like monster dragon wings. I don't know. So I've, I've been ranting about this on Twitter. I'll shut up now, but no, it's fair. I mean, they are, they look like the friend that if a group of friends were standing around talking and they walked up, the conversation would just die. <laughs> <laughs> what are they hyper-focused on that you don't want to talk? About? They look like they're, they're Sonic fans. They're just like, oh no! There comes come my one friend that all he wants like, to talk about is Sonic the Hedgehog. Do you guys play Sonic Frontiers? No, <laughs> that's it. That's it right there. That's it right. There. It's the hyper focused friend. <laughs> it's the hyper focused friend that you're just like, listen, I love you to death, but I'm not in the mood right now. That's it. 
That's what it is. Did you know Shadow the Hedgehog is actually uh, not a clone of Sonic? <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I just made up Sonic lore. Someone out there's really mad. Yep. It's the awkward it's the awkward silence, friend. That's what that is. We're just, just no one responds and you kind of turn to the other person and go, anyway. Uh, yeah. uh Drogon asks, uh, this is for John. Have you tried your hand at savage rating? Uh, or are you in a static? If so, what's the most challenging content you've completed? And feel free to use spoiler-free abbreviations and gave some examples. I'm sure you know what they're talking about. No, I'm a scrub. I so we mentioned this during Marvel Snap. I get heavy like grouping anxiety about things like I, I have to get over it it was actually one of the biggest hurdles getting into final fantasy for me was um knowing that i had to run dungeons and stuff to continue the story i was like what like it freaked me out and scared me off the game for a while um because i do get very uh high anxiety about grouping up and playing with other people and um final fantasy has been an exercise in getting over wow brain for me which is like just the assumption that certain content isn't for me because I didn't like it and wow. And I haven't gotten over that hurdle yet when it comes to the higher tiers of rating and, and challenges in final fantasy, but I want to, I got very close with Endwalker. I was very intrigued about doing, um, some of the higher difficulty Endwalker content based on what they were. And, uh, but I just didn't do it. <laughs> and I know that like, the way it works, if I had known how it worked when it was more relevant and first coming out, which was this nature of their groups that just run practice groups where they know they're going to wipe, they're not there to try to complete it, they're just there to learn the fight, I probably would have gotten into that because that sounds very like inviting to me. And like, oh, great. I'm not going in there with the constant expectation of this is the pull. I'm going in there with the constant expectation of we're going to learn. And that's what I want to do. Um, I would have probably gotten into it, but I didn't learn that until like months after Endwalker was done. And then I saw somebody talk about it and I was like, oh, I should have done that. It probably is still going, but then it felt too late. And now I can't play it all because I got to adjust my bars first. And <laughs> who knows when that's going to get done. How's that uh, gold saucer meta treating you? <laughs> oh, gold saucer is great. I haven't won the lottery yet, but I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> Called third wants to know what class have you expected to arrive in an expansion that didn't, if any? Uh, I haven't because Endwalker was my first uh, first expansion that I was in with, and I already knew what the what the jobs were at the time that they were coming. Mm. Um, so I I didn't have any expectations for it. I will say uh, just to kind of give an answer to this question where I didn't have one. Um, being on the periphery of MMOs, I would hear things about certain uh, expansions and stuff like that. And being a big Final Fantasy VIII fan, I did hear that Gunbreaker was getting put in the game. And it was like, oh, you're going to get to use a Gunblade. And I did have the expectation that that would be a DPS class. So when I got in and found out it was a tank, I was very sad. <laughs> I'm so but, sorry. Um, uh, that, so that's, I guess, sort of an answer to your question, uh, roundabout. I, I picked it up because uh, Kyle convinced me for a hot second that we are going to change jobs every expansion. And then I just told him no, cause, uh, I like dark Knight too much. Um, but I did for a, a couple weeks there switch to gunbreaker and I was like, Oh, this is actually, it's 
not that far off from Dark Knight in terms of how it plays as a tank, and I just like Dark Knight better. But Gunbringer's cool. They've got really cool, cool spell effects, like really cool spell effects. I did play it a little bit uh, eventually as I got more comfortable doing other things in Final Fantasy. It's just it's got so many buttons. Like I I am slow to adapt on having lots of hotkeys. Final Fantasy has definitely made me step outside of my comfort zone with that. Dude, and, I just did um, uh, two thirds of the scholar arcs yesterday on stream, which means I now have a lot more scholar buttons than I started with. Yeah, it's too many buttons. What the hell? A lot of buttons. <laughs> it's too many buttons. Why are there so many buttons? I know, and it's it's a problem for me because again, not to always bring it back to WoW, but like WoW, my rotation was like, you know, three or four buttons and maybe you click something here and there. That's about all the pressure you needed to feel it's towards what class you're playing. But yeah, yeah, I, I usually um, favor classes that have more straightforward <laughs> rotations for that reason. Um, it just it was very simple. I didn't have to bind a bunch of stuff to my mouse and I didn't have to have. OK, this is if I'm holding alt, it'll do this. And if I hold control, it'll do this. I didn't have any of that. So I, I all of a sudden Final Fantasy made me do that, but I'm still slow to get away from it. So the more buttons, the more scared I become. And Gunbreaker's got a lot of buttons. Yeah, yeah. I'm really enjoying the Scholar story, but um, I think I'm going to grab a white mage after this. I'm going to do any healing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit much. It's a little scary. It's a little scary. Uh, where do we leave off here? Sorry about that. Kendrick said, uh, I'm thinking about how Final Fantasy is known for being a very emotions-heavy game. John, uh, have any other games made you emotional? Oh yeah, lots. I was just talking about this with my uh, with my stepkids today. Um, talking about how I'm a big crier. Um, I have uh, so the original run of The Walking Dead will turn me into a blubbery. Oh, the Telltale games by the end of it. Yeah, the Telltale that just came Walking up Dead for me the other day. I'm trying to remember. It was on stream. I don't remember how. I think we got a similar question. It's like, hey, what? Oh, no, no, no. Now I remember. I'm scooping myself on the next podcast that we banked. We did a big mailbag because we knew Kyle was oh, be gone. Okay. Yeah. Well, there. Uh, teaser there's for the tease. next one. I'll talk all about the Telltale Walking Dead games. Yeah, that, okay. that very yeah. first one was amazing. It, it, yeah. By the end of that, I am an emotional wreck. I will just be sitting in a pool of tears. Uh, Last of Us made me very emotional. Um. It did for a lot of people, so that one that one got to me. And I've always said that, uh, you know, if I knew my time on this earth was coming to an end, and I had about an hour or two to kill before it happened, I might play Journey. That game doesn't make me like openly weep or anything, but there is something about the storytelling in Journey that just makes me feel like hopeful for. I don't know the continuation of life that it's all just a part of this universe and we're all on the same path. I don't know. I don't know what it's trying to say, but it makes me feel good. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of games that I'll get very emotional about. Usually it takes two playthroughs to get there. I was more emotional about final fantasy. The second time through the first time I was like, yes, yeah, good game. Second time I was like, this is, a good story um 
it, it, so sometimes I have to reflect on it a little bit because I am the person that will get more choked up talking about it after the fact than I was in the moment living it. You, you've now submerged me deep in thought about what the hell would I do if I knew the world was ending in a few hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you do with that time? Uh, I would ignore my family and go play a video game. That's I, uh, what I said. Yeah, uh, yeah I think I'd, uh, I'd head towards the closest body of water. <laughs> 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 That's where I would go. Speeding recklessly, by the way, because screw screw the laws at that point. Yeah. All right. Closing us out. Uh, Bercy wants to know for both of us, any enemy models in 14 that's particularly stuck out or surprised you? Hmm. Very recently, during a highly memed moment from Shadowbringers, you bear witness to a monster that is pure nightmare fuel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Especially considering when you meet the first version of this type of monster, it's pretty goofy looking. Looks like a rejected, like Jim Henson creation. But then you meet another version of it, and you're just like, "That's that's the most disturbing thing I've seen in this game." Trying to think of one that isn't a spoiler, because I mean, Endwalker is very fresh in my memory by comparison, and mm. I'll tell you. Um, this is this is a bit of a cop out, but when the ghost train showed up in the in the raids, uh-huh, that uh-huh. is a cool train. That entire like, section just looks amazing. The whole zone that you're put in for that fight looks yeah incredible. Yeah, it feels like the sort of thing that could be so like half-assed easily, where it's like. All right, you're on the back of a train car. There's a train in front of you. You're going to hit the train. And you go on the track. Like, it could just be so <laughs> I mean, basic and bare bones. Technically, everything you just said is accurate. It's an accurate description, but it does not capture what it's like to actually fight Ghost Train. But the train is so cool looking, and sometimes you're alongside of it, and sometimes it's ramming you, and sometimes you're inside it, and it's got a full little top car. Yeah, or on top of it and smoke's billowing out. Like they go so overboard with what that is that like they turn what could have just been such a simple like nothing fight into it it sticks with me and it's one of the ones that I'm always excited when I get. I'm like, "Oh, it's the ghost train. I love the ghost train so much." And the fact that the ghosts you fight inside the rooms can be different, like that's just cool too. If you haven't done the Omega raids, stop what you're doing. Go do the Omega Raids. It's fantastic. And also a reference to Final Fantasy VI, just to continue to bring it all around. Mm. Ifrit was probably the first thing that just kind of made me go, oh, damn, this game's got cool monsters. Yeah. And then the bird monster was hot, and I was like, well, I wasn't expecting the bird monster to be hot. So, you know. Oh, and I can finally say it, and the music is so good. Garrett, you are right on which of the pri- like the initial primals music is the best, and it is Garuda, hands Thank down. Thank you. I freaking Thank you. It's, yeah. Everyone says Titan. It's, okay, all right. It, then everybody wants to be wrong. Listen, like, Titan is a good track. Fine. I'm not gonna. Yeah. But but I do think it's a, a bit of a of, of a expected answer at this point. I'm not gonna call you basic. I'm just gonna say I'm not surprised when someone tells me Titan's their favorite <laughs> track. Yeah. 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 But that being said, 
if I go to FanFest and the Primals play the Titan song, I am going to scream. Like, oh, sure. Like a 13 yeah. year old girl at a Backstreet Boys concert. So, you know, you do what you do. So thanks for the questions, everybody. These all came from our Ask the Host channel in our Discord, which is a perk you get access to if you become a patron or you support us as a YouTube member. Whatever level you're signed up for, you're going to get access to that. And that's going to bring us to the end of the show. John, you're our guest, dude. Um, thank you so much for for filling in for me while I was gone and now filling in for Kyle while he is becoming two times daddy. Uh, promote all your stuff. Where can folks find you? All right. Well, until it uh, all self implodes and goes away, follow me on Twitter at John underscore Jagger. You can find out what I'm doing there uh, again until otherwise, who knows? Um, but you can also catch me on Twitch playing through all the final fantasies. That's at uh, craftless rogue on Twitch. Um, you can also check me on YouTube craftless rogue on YouTube. That's where all the VODs of those playthroughs uh, for final fantasy are at and live. Uh, and yeah, I think that'll cover it. That'll cover everything. I'll, oh, and uh, listen to core. It's a video. Yeah, it's game later podcast. today. If you're watching live, it's, it's later today. And yeah. I appreciate that Garrett was kind and, didn't make me talk about all the exact same things we'll talk about on core. So I get a variety of topics. I, d- I don't know what you're going to talk about. So it was happy accident. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyways, and uh, a big shout out to our patrons for supporting us on Patreon. Please go check it out. Support our bromance.com. This is what Kyle and I do for a living. And our Patreon is the number one way we, uh, you know, get paid to continue doing it for a living and thank you to our most recent patrons thank you to leith abzal i remember that name nice to see you josh d and joshua h a couple of pair of joshes signing up this week thank you so much we really appreciate the support and uh again if you're listening you want to become a patron check out support our bromance.com and uh, there's also a very special level of patron that we thank each and every episode and those are our legendary level backers sean b mike r stephen j wayra e Doss, Cheesy Bob, and Sean with an E-A-B. Thank you very much for the support. All of you, if you want to become a legendary level backer, all the info can be found on our Patreon at supportourbromance.com. Also, uh, if you watched Wednesday's video, I put up an uncut version of my art talk. That was a small section of Wednesday's video. That's up for epic level patrons and above. That's a $5 level, uh, level and above. It's over on our Patreon right now. For you to watch. A lot of folks wanted to see it. So I was like, okay, here you go. Here's the uncut version. I thought it was a little too long for the YouTube. <laughs> so uh, I dug it, man. I thought it was good. I, I, I liked it. You don't, you see, you can see a lot of creators talk about a lot of things out there, but uh, you brought an expertise and an attention that I don't think has been shown uh, that I think is uniquely your, your own. And oh, I thanks, think man. that was great. I'm glad. I'm glad you dug it. And, uh, and and hopefully other people dig it too. Go watch our latest video at youtube.com slash TV. That's where you can find a live recording of not only this podcast, but our Final Fantasy XIV streams, as well as our videos that upload every Wednesday morning. Working on something special for next week since it's just going to be me. Uh, you, should, you should tune in. I'm fully going to hold this channel hostage with something that I want to talk about. And that's what's going to happen next Wednesday. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Garrett Art. You can follow Kyle at Kyle Ferguson. You can get our merch at buy rbromance.com that is our new store newish go there get a sticker get a shirt buy our stormblood print check it out looks great that's gonna do it for this episode of the grinding gear podcast until next time gg gg